and the band will find a way. And uh, there's no kids camp today because it's uh, Thanksgiving weekend here. And so um, there's uh, folks in the nursery if you got kids. So go ahead and use them if you want. All right. Did you have a good uh, Thanksgiving? That's right. It's already done. We've had our Thanksgiving, which means we've already watched football, although both of the games were pretty uh, meaningless, right? Uh, and blowouts. I think both of them were kind of blowouts, weren't they? Yeah, I know Detroit <laughs> was. Um, but anyway, uh, so we've had our fill of football, right? And I suspect if uh, you're like me, you're feeling a little uncomfortable right now uh, because you've uh, probably added that extra three or four pounds that you probably didn't need to add to begin with. Uh, and so you're feeling full and you've done all the turkey thing and the food thing. Well, okay, so we've done the whole Thanksgiving thing and, uh, you know, what lies in front of us, right? Today's Sunday, which means tomorrow is Monday. That's right. We've had our Thanksgiving time. It's all over. We've had our fill of football. We've had our fill of, of uh, food. And now we get to move from this great few days we've had of just being with family and friends and enjoying one another. Monday is just around the corner. So this morning I want to talk to you and bring some scripture, scripture to, uh, to your awareness um, that encourages you to think not that Thanksgiving is over, but to hold on to what's really important about this whole Thanksgiving experience. And that is to be able to build into your lives not just a one-day Thanksgiving moment of football and food and all the other stuff, but to build into your lives a spirit of Thanksgiving. So it's not just about one day but it's just a general spirit of thanksgiving that follows us uh, all of our days. Let me give you kind of the theme verse uh, for the day. It comes out of 1 Thessalonians 5. It says, Whatever happens, keep thanking God because of Jesus Christ. This is what God wants you to do. Did you just get a message from God about what He wants you to do? It's pretty clear there, isn't it? I mean, God wants you to have this experience of thanksgiving in your life, to have the spirit of thanksgiving as a continual part of your life. Now, why does He want that? Does God want that because God somehow gets all excited because there's people walking around all day saying, Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. No. that's. I mean, obviously God loves our praise. Obviously God wants us to, to acknowledge Him and to be thankful for all He does. But He also made you and He understands that you are wired to live that kind of thankful life. That the way He created you from the beginning, part of what He rolled into your being is to rise above the way the world is out there. And one of the places you do it is by just having this constant spirit of thanksgiving. See, God wants you to build this constant spirit of thanksgiving into your life because it's just good for you. It's just good for you. It's what He made you for. Okay. Now, the trouble is for us, that's a challenge. Having that constant spirit of thanksgiving is a challenge for us because it's easy for us to get distracted. Okay. Why don't you watch the screen for a minute and uh, let's just see uh, the experience of how staying focused on that spirit of thanksgiving can be challenging when there's so many distractions that are just right there and easy to grab our attention. Let's go ahead and watch the screen and uh, get a spirit of thanksgiving and try to keep our focus in the right place, okay? Okay. 
Okay. Who would like to bless this fine meal? I will, Mimi. You know what, sweetie? That would be perfect. We would love that. Dear God, thank you for, thank you for turkey. Thank you for peas. And thank you for pie. And thank you for food. And thank you for butterflies. And then thank you for pink. And thank you for playtime. Thank you for cars. Thank you for bubbles. And thank you for gum, chewy gum. <laughs> thank you for Barbies. And thank you for my friends. Thank you for princesses. And then thank you for eyes to see. Thank you for cars. Thank you for pretty dresses. Or oh, thank you for my skateboard and my bike. And thank you for riding my skateboard with me. And thank you for riding my bike with me. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you for pretty dresses. Thank you for yes, princess shoes. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you for butterflies. Thank you for fairies. Thank you for chocolate ice cream. And thank you for my trampoline. And thank you for corn candy. And thank you for crowns. God, most of all, thank you for my family. They're the best friend in the whole wide world. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 How easy is it to get distracted? And yet, you know, God tells us that if we can bring this into our life, it elevates our life. So if we have the spirit of thanksgiving and we're able to exercise that spirit of thanksgiving in all the situations that are in our life, it lifts our life up. Now, we need to acknowledge that, like in the video, it's not always easy to keep that focus because there's always things out there that are trying to grab our focus away from having that spirit of thanksgiving. And it also means we have to acknowledge that while the world's trying to grab our attention away, it's also going to bring us through some difficult situations. And here's the hard stuff of the call today. The call for the spirit of thanksgiving in every day of your life includes all the hard days. God is calling us to have this spirit of thanksgiving in every day, and that means we need to be able to have thanksgiving even in the times of hardship. We need to have that hardship uh, hardship thankfulness. Now, you all know where Thanksgiving comes from, right? It goes back to the, uh, to the pilgrims there, right? And the whole, you know, Squanto and the Indians coming and bringing food and gathering together and having all this great food. And, you know, they had turkeys and Squanto sent and they, get, and they had deer. And, oh, it's just this great, fabulous feast. You all know that story, right? Yeah, do you also know the story of what they went through before they got to the feast? When those pilgrims landed, they landed and winter hit, and they were absolutely, totally unprepared for the winter that they went through that first winter. So much so that most of the company that landed died that winter. Of the original folks that landed, only five women survived the first winter. Did you know that? See, they hit hard times. And their thankfulness wasn't just because now they had food and all kinds of stuff. Their thankfulness overshadowed even the hard times. 
even the hardest experience was overshadowed by the reality of not just the bounty, but in all of their situations of life, they were thankful. They were thankful for God's blessing on their lives. What you probably also don't know, it was just a few years later in, what, 1623, when they got together again and they had the big feast. Only this time when they had the big feast and they lifted themselves up in prayer and they thanked God for this incredible feast and for His incredible blessing on their life, they ended the prayer with saying, Oh, and by the way, could you send rain? Because they were in the middle of a severe drought. See, the spirit of thankfulness that the Spirit calls us to today is the spirit of thankfulness that is constant. And it needs to be expressed even in those difficult places in life for our good. See, what happens when we experience those hardships, it's easy for us to get focused only on the hardships. And we know hardships are going to come. We can go to 2 Timothy 3. And 2 Timothy 3 says... Anyone who belongs to Christ and wants to live right will have... See it? It's, it's the way it is, right? We accept that. If you're going to live for Christ, you know, the world is going to come at you. That's just the way it is. If you're going to live for Christ, the world's going to come at you. You're going to have trouble. It's going to come from other folks. Notice verse 14. Keep on being faithful to what you were taught and to what you believe. So even when hardship comes, the call is, look, you were taught to be a people who are thankful in all circumstances. Keep on being faithful to that being thankful. Even in the difficult times of hardships. No matter what you're going through, no matter what's happening, you just keep on being thankful. Why? Because when you're thankful, it changes your focus in your mind. It moves your spirit from concentrating on all that's happening to you and recognizing that God is right there in the middle of it. That's why uh, in our theme verse for the day, 1 Thessalonians 5, notice again what Paul says in that verse. In verse 18, it's whatever happens. What does he mean? He means that whatever happens. Don't you think? Whatever happens. If it's good, rejoice. If it's not so good, rejoice. Whatever happens. Whatever happens... Have the spirit of thanksgiving. He says, whatever happens, keep thanking God. Yes? Whatever's going on in your life, have the spirit of thanksgiving. So whatever, it's good, bad, indifferent, whatever's going on, you just keep the spirit of thanksgiving going on in your life. Why? Because of Jesus Christ. You see, what won't change, no matter what's going on in your life, what won't change is what Jesus Christ promises. What won't change is what Jesus Christ accomplished for you. And it's because of that we can have this constant spirit of thanksgiving. And when we exercise that spirit of thanksgiving in the difficult times, it moves our mind and our focus off the difficult times. It moves our mind and our focus and our spirit to remind us that Jesus Christ is still Lord and Savior. It moves us to remind us that all of God's promises are still true and good for us. It moves us to remind us that God is always working for good for those who love Him. It moves us to remind us that His promise is absolutely eternal over our lives. The spirit of thanksgiving raises us, even in the most difficult times, to say, thank you, God, because Jesus Christ is still true.
So we need to practice the spirit of thanksgiving in even the hardest in all situations of our lives. Second thing, we need to be able to practice open thanksgiving. This is a challenging one for we politically correct culture that we're in right now, but we need to practice open thankfulness. Let me give you an example. It goes back to the Old Testament, to the book of Daniel. Remember Daniel in the lion's den? Remember that story? You remember how he got in the lion's den? He got in the lion's den because there was this king, uh, Darius, and he had some advisors around him, and they talked the king into making a law. The law was for 30 days. For 30 days, no one could pray to any other god except the great king, Darius. If you prayed to any other god except the great king, Darius, you were subject to death. He signed the law. It was proclaimed throughout the whole land. Nobody for 30 days was to pray to anybody else. Nobody. Now pick it up in Daniel 6, verse 10. Daniel heard about the law. Does Daniel know about the law? Absolutely. Daniel knows. He knows. He's a smart guy. He knows about the law. He knows what the implications of the law are. And yet look what this guy does. But when he returned home, he went upstairs and prayed where? In front of the window. He goes upstairs. He doesn't go in the closet. He doesn't go in the back room. He doesn't go into the basement. He goes in front of the window. And he doesn't do it just once. You follow down into the verse. He went in front of the window. He faced Jerusalem in the same way that he had always done. He knelt down in prayer three times a day. How many times? The law is still in effect all the time. And he goes in front of a window three times. How could he do that? Because it was more important for Daniel to practice the spirit of thanksgiving in all circumstances. And to practice that spirit of thanksgiving openly. Paul calls us to that in Ephesians. He says in Ephesians 5, You used to be like people living in the dark, but now you are people of the light because you belong to the Lord. So act like people of the light and make your light shine. Be good and honest and truthful as you try to please the Lord. What's most important? We please the Lord. It means for us that we not only have this spirit of thanksgiving in our hearts, but we actually put it out there into our lives and we practice it openly. We practice it openly. When you're at that restaurant and you're, uh, you know, you're served your meal, hey, grab one another's hand and practice it openly. Say a prayer of thanks. You know, whatever's going on in your life out there, practice it openly. Young people, when you're at school, you know, you sit down to lunch, practice it openly. Whatever it is, instead of taking out your physics book and putting it on the edge of your desk, take out your Bible, put it on the edge of your desk at school. Practice it openly. Let people know that it's more important in your life to please God than it is to please all the political correctness that goes on in the world. In all circumstances, openly acknowledge and be thankful. In Massachusetts, a state police officer pulled over a speeding car. The officer walked up to the car. You know, he raps on the window. A guy pulls, rolls the window down. Officer says, sir, I hate to tell you this, but I clocked you going 80 miles per hour. Driver looks up. He says, gee, officer, I, you know, I don't know. I had my cruise control on at 60 miles an hour. Perhaps your speed gun needs to be recalibrated. 
His wife was sitting next to him, of course. The driver was sitting next to him. His wife said, oh, honey, come on. You know we're very thankful for this car, but this car doesn't have cruise control. We couldn't afford it. The officer starts writing out the first ticket. The husband, of course, turns to his wife and says, honey, I'm very thankful for you, but could you just kind of, you know, keep your mouth quiet for a while? She says, well, dear, you know, what you really ought to be thankful for is that your radar detector went off. Of course, the officer noticed the radar detector that was illegal, and he began writing out his second ticket. The husband, of course, turned to the wife and said, Honey, I'm very thankful for you, but could you please keep quiet? The officer looked in. He noticed the fellow wasn't wearing a seatbelt. So he said, you know, in our state, it's law that you have to wear a seatbelt. It's a $75 fine. The driver says, oh, officer, you know, I know when you pulled me over, I knew you were going to want my license. So I unhooked my seatbelt so I could get to my wallet and get my license out and show it to you. His wife, of course, pipes up and says, honey, come on now. I've been after you for years to wear your seatbelt. You never wear your seatbelt. And the officer began to write the third ticket. The husband, of course, looking at his wife, said, Honey, could you please keep your mouth quiet? The officer, feeling bad for the woman, kind of peered in the window. He says, Ma'am, does your husband always talk to you like this? The wife said, Officer, I am so thankful for my husband. He's usually a wonderful man. I only have this problem when he's drinking. Now, somewhere in the midst of that, there was a whole lot of thankfulness going on, wasn't there? And it was being practiced openly. See, no matter what our situations are in life, when we practice our thankfulness openly, it elevates us. You see, we think somehow it's a show-off or whatever. No, no. When you practice your thankfulness openly, not only does it bring that goodness into the life of somebody else, but it lifts you up. It lifts you up. You get involved in that spirit of thank- thankfulness as you practice that openly. Worship is one of the places where we know that happens. When you come here every week and you get involved in worship and you sing those songs like we just did, I mean, you just get that spirit of thankfulness that gives you that strength to go back to Monday, doesn't it? That's what the Scripture would tell us in Ephesians 5. Paul says, When you meet together, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs as you praise the Lord with all your heart. Now notice verse 20. Always use the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to thank God the Father for everything. That spirit of thanksgiving that we experience in worship we take with us out there into the world, and as we keep feeding it in the world, as we keep practicing it openly, it keeps us above the water of all the distractions that are out there trying to get into our lives. We need to practice thankfulness not only in the hardships, but we need to practice that thankfulness openly, openly, so everybody can see. And that means for us, we get down to practicing practical thankfulness, practical thankfulness. Look at the Apostle Paul, Colossians 3. He says, Each one of you is part of the body of Christ, and you were chosen to live together in peace. So let the peace that comes from Christ control your thoughts and be grateful. Did you see what he just did? He just gave you a great verse, right? He just gave you a great verse, and then he added to the verse, and be grateful. 
Do you see that? He could have just given you the great verse, stopped right there, but instead he added the spirit of thanksgiving, right? And be grateful. And don't forget now, be grateful. And keep doing that, be grateful. See, as you go through your day, you need to practice practical thankfulness. You need to be in that experience that as you're walking through your experiences of the day, as you're checking out at the supermarket or whatever you're doing in the office, that in the midst of all of that, you add in and be thankful. That you add in the spirit of thanksgiving. That you lay the spirit of thanksgiving into the midst of whatever you're doing. Just like Paul added it into the midst of the verse. He just added it down there. So as you're going through your Monday, your Tuesday, Wednesday, as you're going through your week, as you're going through your experiences, as you're experiencing people out there, don't forget to add in, add on the spirit of thank- thankfulness. Say thank you. Let people know you're grateful. Be positive and encouraging of other people. Let them understand that you are thankful. It all is in relationship to what our relationship with Christ is. Colossians 3 says, Let the message about Christ completely fill your lives. How much? Completely. Do you see that? Let it completely fill you. It's like that glass of water when it's really, really full. Right? Right up to the absolute upper brim and flowing over. Right? Let that message of Christ completely fill your lives while you use all your wisdom to teach and instruct each other with thankful hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. As you grow in your fullness of your relationship with Christ, you're elevated in that life of that spirit of thanksgiving. The fuller you are of Christ, the easier it is to be thankful in all situations. The more Christ is growing and flowing in your life, the easier it is to add that spirit of thanksgiving into every situation that you're about. Colossians 3, he says the whatever word again. He says, whatever you say or do should be done in the name of the Lord Jesus as you give thanks to God. Notice what he did. Whatever you do, do it in the name of Jesus and don't forget. Whatever you do, always do it in a spirit of thankfulness to the Father because of Him. Practical thankfulness. You know what that means? That means when you look at your spouse, don't look at your spouse and start making that list of all their faults. Look at your spouse and just give thanks. Just give thanks. When you look at your kids, don't look at your kids and say, hey, didn't clean their room, didn't do this, didn't... Don't make all the lists of what they aren't. Look at what they are and what they can become and give thanks for each of your kids. And young people, when you go into that school tomorrow and you go back to those teachers who are all excited to have you back, you need to give thanks for every teacher you experience tomorrow. Don't start out saying how hard they are. Don't start out saying how much homework they put on you. Don't start out saying what you know terrible lessons they give or whatever. Just give thanks for each one of those teachers that you experience tomorrow. You see, if you start with the spirit of thanksgiving, then how you experience those people will be completely different. Remember, we're all going to face difficult trouble and hard people to deal with. When you experience those hard people, add in the spirit of thanksgiving. When you add in and you start approaching those people with a spirit of thanksgiving, how you see them, how you perceive them, how you experience them absolutely changes. It's practical thanksgiving 
You take that thanksgiving and you apply it into somebody else's life. There was a woman who uh, just had a brand new, brand new baby and she had a, a young girl come to watch the baby while she quick ran to the store uh, and she had to pick up some medications for the child who had a fever. So she ran to the Walgreens, you know, the store of the Walgreens, and got the prescription, came out to her car, and her car was locked. She couldn't believe it. Here she has a sick baby at home, brand new sick baby at home. She's got a young girl watching her. She's nervous about all that. Here she is standing in a parking lot, and the car is locked. She doesn't know what to do. So she calls up a friend and says, what do I do? I need help. I don't know what to do. And she says, well, try to find a hanger. Try to open your car with a hanger. Anybody try that? Yeah, not an easy thing to do. So there lying on the ground is a rusty old hanger in the parking lot. She goes, she grabs the hanger. She has no clue what she's doing. Pretty soon this guy drives up on this Harley motorcycle. Got to be a Harley. We're in Wisconsin. He drives up on a Harley motorcycle, right? Big, burly guy, lots of tattoos, long hair, beard, you know, dark glasses, the whole thing. Really rough, gruff looking guy, you know. And the woman doesn't know what to do. She sees him pull up. She says, sir... Here's my situation. My baby's homesick. I've got medicine for him. I locked the keys in my car. Have you ever done this? Can you help me? The guy says, sure. He takes the hanger, you know, bing. Within, you know, 20 seconds, he's got the the car door open. She is absolutely amazed. She says, oh, thankful. You are such a wonderful person. He says, ma'am, you don't know me. She says, I, don't, I am so thankful that you came along. You, you are just such a generous, kind person. He says, ma'am, I just got out of prison six hours ago. You're kidding. No, I just got out of prison six hours. I did two years for uh, auto theft. <laughs> but you know what? That woman didn't care. In that moment, all she knew was the spirit of thankfulness that God brought that person into her life. She said, Sir, thank you. I am so appreciative to God. Not only did He bring me somebody to open up my car, but He brought a professional. <laughs> right? You see, that spirit of thanksgiving lifts us up when we look at people differently. When we look at people and see them as a gift. That spirit of thanksgiving. Now, that's not always easy. It means that we need to work hard in our faith, in growing that faith, so that we exercise faithful thanksgiving. Faithful thanksgiving. If you go into the Gospel of Luke, uh, there's a story told in there about Jesus walking on the way, and he brings healing to a group of lepers. It goes like this. On his way to Jerusalem, Jesus went along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, two men, or ten men with leprosy came towards him. They stood at a distance and shouted, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Jesus looked at him and said, Go, show yourself to the priest. On their way, they were healed. When one of them discovered that he was healed, he came back, shouted praises to God. He bowed down at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. The man was from the country of Samaria. Jesus asked, Weren't ten men healed? Where are the other nine? Why was this foreigner the only one who came back to thank God? Then Jesus told the man, You may get up and go. Your faith has made you well. See, faithful thanksgiving comes from our constant awareness that without Christ, we are nothing. Without Christ, we are nothing. See, I can tell you that. 
I can tell you, I cannot imagine what my life would have been like without Christ. It's not within the realm of my picturing possibilities to even imagine what my life would be like if Jesus Christ hadn't come in and claimed me as a baby in baptism. I I know this. I know that I never would have achieved whatever little I have achieved. I never would have achieved it without Jesus Christ. I know that the only thing I can do in my life is be like that one guy who came back and fell down at Jesus' feet and said, thank you. I know that my life without Christ would be just swallowed up. It would be just swallowed up by the world. And knowing Jesus Christ makes all the difference. And it's when I remember that, when I faithfully remember that Jesus Christ is everything, then that spirit of thanksgiving raises me up. That spirit of thanksgiving that acknowledges what Jesus Christ has done for me, then it raises my life up. And I can practice some practical thanksgiving. And I can add thanksgiving into my day and every opportunity I have. I can see people differently and just start out being thankful for them. And I can practice thankfulness even in the most difficult of experiences. Paul wraps it up uh, this way in Colossians. And here's the, the final word for you in Thanksgiving weekend. He says, you have accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord. Okay? So if you're out there today and you've accepted Christ, Paul's speaking to you. You have accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord. Now keep on following Him. Plant your roots in Christ and let Him be the foundation of your life. Be strong in your faith just as you were taught. And what? Be grateful. Be grateful. You see, it's not just a one-day experience. For us, it's an everyday opportunity to just practice the spirit of thanksgiving. While the band comes up, let's pray. Father, we come to you today, and uh, we really do want thanksgiving to be something that is just part of us, that people can see and that people experience because they experience us and uh, and when that thanksgiving just pours out of us and pours into other people's lives, that they also will know it all comes from you. Father, keep us that one, not the other nine, but keep us that one who, who came back and fell down at Jesus' feet and just knows that he is everything. That because of him we live, we breathe, we have meaning, we have purpose. That life is everything that it can become because of Christ. Father, keep us thankful in every day so that we can look at other people and and be thankful and share that spirit of thanksgiving and add it into all that we're about. As Monday comes, we pray, Lord, that we would not forget, but instead we would have our lives lifted up in a spirit of thankfulness every single day. We ask it. We pray for it through the powerful, incredible name of Jesus. Amen.